Ladies and gents, welcome back to Quest Complete. My name is Cody Spitzelberger of Geek Domination, and this is my solo show where I talk about games, video games, the stories, what I love, what I hate about all of them. There are sometimes guests, but there are not any today. I'm flying solo for this one. So welcome. Today our quest is a three-part quest where we have to become a Keyblade Master, escape the Realm of Darkness, and discover the traitor. And this is obviously a reference to one of the biggest games of the year for me, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8, the final chapter prologue, which we will no longer be calling that for the remainder of this little episode. We'll just be calling it 2.8. So, it's a three-part quest. 2.8 is a three-part game. There are three experiences that make up the entirety of 2.8. They are Kingdom Hearts A Dream Drop Distance, aka Kingdom Hearts 3D, originally released for the 3DS, but has now been remade for the console experience. We also have Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary passage 0.2, which, good lord square, can we get a name that actually makes sense? But for the remainder of this, this will simply be known as 0.2 or 0.2. Then we also have Kingdom Hearts X back cover, which is going to be the first thing I'm going to be talking about. Kingdom Hearts X back cover is the movie of this collection for the last two collections. We've had a movie included that have kind of summed up the events of another game. And this is basically summing up the events of Kingdom Hearts Unchained, the mobile game. It's not a direct summarization because that game is still currently in development and having stuff added to it. It's a live game, so stuff's being added all the time. But back cover attempts to explain the bigger parts of the game that add to the Kingdom Hearts lore at large. I'm not going to go into specific spoilers with this one because I feel like if you are a Kingdom Hearts fan, you need to and will watch this movie. If you are not, there's there's no real point to. It's a completely new story with new characters, so... It's not going to be something you can like easily grasp if you don't know the deeper Kingdom Hearts lore. Granted, there are some underlying details that really make the story cool and leave a lot of questions unanswered. I'm excited to see because it like it brings up points and brings up questions that haven't even been answered to this point where we are in the series. Now, back cover deals with the foretellers and basically the setup for the Kingdom. I'm sorry, the Keyblade War, which we know is this huge thing that happens in the franchise. Was kind of a pinnacle before we started getting to where we are now. So, back cover. It's a good time. If you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you should watch it. If you are not a Kingdom Hearts fan, it's really not the best place to jump in. So now let's jump into the first real game of the collection, which is going to be Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, also known as 3D. Kingdom Hearts 3D was initially released for the 3DS in 2012, I want to say, and it's a great game. Kingdom Hearts 3D was kind of the best Kingdom Hearts handheld game, in my opinion. It was the one that felt the most Kingdom Hearts to me that stayed true to the formulas developmented in 1 and 2, but definitely expanded on them with stuff like flow motion and the spirit system. It was a really cool game. It was the furthest point in the franchise. It actually still is the furthest point in the franchise timeline-wise and started laying a lot of the groundwork for Kingdom Hearts 3. It has Sora and Riku training and testing to become full-fledged titled Keyblade Masters, and the journey they go on with that. Now, the story of Kingdom Hearts 3D is kind of where the series gets a lot of its... It's where the series has kind of stopped making sense before, you know, after Kingdom Hearts 2, we kind of knew what was going on in the Kingdom Hearts story. At this point, you know, we still don't even really know what's going on. 3D story is absolutely ridiculous, but it's so good. And the best part about Kingdom Hearts is there is really not that many plot holes, and it's really nitpicking if you are 
in this game, like, had the potential to have so many plot holes with its story, and it just did not. Now, I do want to mention that the version of 3D that comes in 2.8, I have not yet finished. I have not been able to put enough time to completely finish the game, but I have watched John Luke completely play through it and watched him play a lot of the late game. And I will say, I mean, the game is almost exactly the same as it is on the portable. Now, it was incredibly jarring for someone who's played through every single Kingdom Hearts game to get to start experiencing a Kingdom Hearts game in 60 FPS. But it was so good, and it was 3D was almost the perfect game to start out with, out with it because it is a very visually impressive game, especially for a handheld. Now, the game, again, I already mentioned this, but it started adding a lot of combat stuff, specifically flow motion, which this looking at flow motion looks absolutely ridiculous. So getting to see a lot of that in 60 FPS is really, really cool. And since this game has come out, we did get the announcement that Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5, which is coming to the PS4 next month in March, that is going to be at 60 FPS, which, good lord, makes me so excited to get to play through specifically Kingdom Hearts 2 with 60 FPS. Now, Kingdom Hearts 3D on the console. I feel like this is definitely the way that people should play it if they've never played the game before, because the game's just going to feel smoother to most people on a console. That's just fact. Despite the game being having to be remade for a console from a handheld and some of the controls being a little janky at times, I feel like it doesn't deter from the experience that much and shouldn't kind of deter people from playing this on the console as opposed to the 3DS. If you are a Kingdom Hearts game or if you are a Kingdom Hearts fan, you absolutely need to play this game because it was a great game and the story elements in this game are incredibly complex and set up so much for Kingdom Hearts 3. It's it's the groundwork. We know exactly what's going to happen in Kingdom Hearts 3 based off what happened. Not exactly, but we know a lot of what's going to happen. We know the groundwork of everything. So, Kingdom Hearts 3D on the 2.8 collection. It's a good time. If you never played it, play it here. If you want to replay it, I feel like this is the best place to do it because, you know, it's a good time. You can see how the game has changed and how it's evolved since they've initially made it. So that leaves us with the biggest part of the collection for most people, which is going to be point two. Now, point two is basically a demo for Kingdom Hearts 3. It's running on the same engine using the same system. It was reported slash rumored that this was actually supposed to be a part of Kingdom Hearts 3. It was supposed to be the prologue similar to Roxas's section in Kingdom Hearts 2. So... I'm okay with them doing it this way. It gets it released sooner. I know a lot of people were a little salty that Square kind of hid this in a collection that you had to buy, but I'm fine with it. People are bitching that Square is basically just attempting to make another buck, but it doesn't really matter to me. I get to play no more Kingdom Hearts. Now, the demo slash game slash whatever you want to call it is not very long. Just a normal playthrough of the game will last about three hours. There is a lot of post-game stuff that you can do afterwards to extend the gameplay of it. I think from start to finish, it took me about 25 hours to complete the game, and I did 100% it. But I feel like length is not an issue here. I feel like if this was any longer, people would have been even more upset, basically saying, oh, you're spending so much time on this when you could be spending that time actually making Kingdom Hearts 3, which I agree with. It was a small game. It was just enough of a taste of what Kingdom Hearts 3 has to offer. So I'm fine with the length. I feel like it's perfect, and there was so much replayability and so much opportunity within it to just play and discover more and find new ways to do everything. I feel like the length was perfect, honestly. Now, I am going to be going pretty in-depth with Point 2, as it was the biggest part of the game for most people. It was definitely the biggest part of the game for me. It's our first new piece of Kingdom Hearts content in almost five years. It's a tech demo for Kingdom Hearts 3. It shows us a lot about Kingdom Hearts 3 and how the game is going to play. I put a lot of time into the game and 
pulled apart almost every single piece that I could. So I am I'm very excited to talk about it and finally sit down and put all my thoughts down onto a recording. So going to be going in depth with almost every single piece of the game. So let's go and let's start with combat. The biggest selling point for a lot of people with Kingdom Hearts is the combat and how fun and how fluid it is. Now, we knew that with Kingdom Hearts 3, we were going to be seeing a return to the Kingdom Hearts 2 style of gameplay, which is more just the classic action RPG. No more of the command deck or any of that silly stuff. We're just getting a simple command menu. When you got your attack, your magic, your item, and some differing options beyond that. But it is really cool to see them return to this Kingdom Hearts 2-esque style combat, but definitely pulling pieces from the other games that they have learned throughout all these years. For example, there are elements of flow motion in this game. We definitely know there are going to be more elements of flow motion in Kingdom Hearts 3, but there were small pieces of it throughout this, and that made it very cool. We see a lot of combat stuff pulled from Birth by Sleep. It was definitely the biggest part of it. We saw a return of Shotlock, which is operates almost exactly the same way as it does in Birth by Sleep. You hold down a button, you target some stuff, shoot off a bunch of beams, it's grand old time. That's there and it still feels good, as good as it did in Birth by Sleep. We also have command styles returning, which is really cool. And I, I love the command styles and they definitely feel a lot more fleshed out in this. There is only technically the one in this, but I feel like it's a lot of fun and command styles were such a cool part of the combat in Birth by Sleep. Honestly, probably my favorite part. And I'm excited to see how those transition into Kingdom Hearts 3 with Sora's gameplay and how exactly that's going to amplify his techniques. The game is kind of weird and it feels almost like a perfect mix of Kingdom Hearts 2 and Birth by Sleep's combat kind of just mashed together. And I'm hoping that's just the way they're going with Kingdom Hearts 3. I know a lot of people were saying, oh, it feels too much like Birth by Sleep. And it might be just because it is an epilogue of Birth by Sleep, so they kind of wanted to make the combat feel authentic to it. But I honestly hope it's just that's where we're going with the franchise. It's definitely an evolution of what we saw in Kingdom Hearts 2, and we get to see them basically saying, okay, so we tried a lot of things in the handheld games. Some of it worked, like flow motion and shot locks and command menus, and some of the stuff didn't work, like command decks and that infuriated a lot of people so let's pick apart the pieces let's add what we do to this and let's make it good combat in point two felt fantastic to me personally i know a lot a lot of people share the same thoughts but i definitely enjoyed it you play the game as aqua which is one of the main characters of birth by sleep and since the events of birth by sleep she has ended up in the realm of darkness so it's interesting to see how she's aged since Birth by Sleep and what she's learned since then. But yeah, the combat feels great. I feel like it's definitely the best that it's been since Kingdom Hearts 2, which is definitely the pinnacle of the combat gameplay for me and for a lot of people. It's super easy to pick up, and it's really simple, and it's a lot of fun. My only complaint, and it's a very small one, is that magic in particular feels very, very powerful. Now, you start off with level 3 spells, your fire ga, your blizzard ga, your thunder ga. These are spells that you are you know usually have at the end of the game in the other Kingdom Hearts games. So, I'm hoping this is that, and I'm hoping it's also just a little bit of Aqua's background and her mastery of magic specifically. But I hope that magic isn't quite this strong in Kingdom Hearts 3 because it's it's a little ridiculous at times what you can kind of pull off with magic. Now, the cool thing about magic is 
how they handled finishers this time around. And again, this is kind of something they pulled from Birth by Sleep as well, where you kind of charge up a gauge and you'd have a finisher at the end. They expanded upon this, and there's also magic finishers too, which those feel very strong. And I feel like those are okay to be as strong as they are because they are your finisher. You have to commit to building up to that to use it. So those are cool. That's also how you enter your command styles, which again, there's only the one, but it's very cool. Spellweaver is a lot of fun. It's fast. It does a lot of damage, and the finisher is very cool to watch go off. But by far my biggest complaint with the combat, and I know a lot of people have had the same problem, is just the platforming. It feels very janky and not fluid at times. There's some times where the inputs just drop, and that's a big problem, especially when Kingdom Hearts has such a huge speedrunning community as it does. If an input's dropped, that's a difference between, you know, a world record run and, you know, a failed run. So I'm hoping that it's this kind of lack of time on their part to get this out so they can continue work on Kingdom Hearts 3. That's what I'm going to say and hope that it is, but... I feel like that was definitely my biggest qualm with the combat. As a whole, I absolutely loved it. It was fast. It was fun. And that was the big thing. It was fun because, honestly, for me, I haven't had this much fun with combat. I had a lot of fun with um, 3D's combat, but that was pretty much just flow motion, just jumping on walls and jumping back down, jumping on walls, jumping back down. But I was personally not the biggest fan of the command deck style at all because it, the, the command deck just felt so strong. It made your basic attacks feel absolutely useless so being able to see your basic attacks going in there and wailing on stuff and then them actually doing damage it's a great feeling so i spent enough time on combat for now but combat as a whole feels great platforming little janky at times with input dropping and magic feels personally a little bit too strong at times but again i feel like the magic is something that's going to be fixed Let's move on to this, the general setting of the game. The graphics in general look absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm a little sad I don't have a PS4 Pro because um, Point 2 does run at 60 FPS on a PS4 Pro, not a PS4 Pro. I'm sorry, a PS4 regular. So I'm hoping to get one soon and I can kind of compare how this game looks in 60 FPS as opposed to like 3D. But just the graphical style they're definitely going with now, more of a cell shaded look. I personally love it. And you get to see a lot of the new character models in this, and it's it's beautiful. The environments are very, very cool. There's It's stuff we saw in Birth by Sleep and kind of implemented and basically given a darkness realm taste to it. And I feel like that's all very cool. The visuals are great. The music, as always, with Kingdom Hearts is fantastic. This is kind of the fanboy coming out in me, but Yoko Shimomura pretty much can do no wrong in my eyes. She's a musical genius. And the songs all feel new and unique and what's based off of old songs and still is returning themes. It's also very cool. There's a boss theme in particular that's based off of Aqua's theme, and I absolutely loved it. But my favorite song in the story definitely goes to the final boss theme. Um, I'll put a link to it down below, but it's definitely a very, very cool song. I'll also throw a link to the Aqua theme quote-unquote remix for the boss fight. So I feel like those are definitely the two strongest songs in the game. Now the story of Point 2 is really cool. We knew it was kind of Aqua dealing with being trapped in the realm of darkness and dealing with a lot of her insecurities and her weaknesses within it. But once you start realizing where exactly this takes place in the Kingdom Hearts franchise, you start revealing realizing everything that's happening. I was freaking out. It was incredibly cool to see again you know they, they kind of pulled the wool over our eyes where they we thought we were somewhere completely different than we did and then events started unfolding and you realize where in the timeline this takes place it's it's very cool the story is not a big part 
of the game. It's it's a very, very small point. But again, it's a lot like back cover, where if you understand the deeper lore of the franchise, there's a lot of really cool stuff within it. Now, I do want to make one particular point that I missed when talking about setting, which was talking about voice acting. Um, I want to give Willa Holland huge, huge props. I know a lot of people had some problems with her as Aqua in Birth by Sleep. There were some lines that felt a little janky, but I felt like her performance in this game was 100% spot on and it was fantastically done. I know some people were saying like, oh, she sounds way too moody and she sounds like really depressed, but if you look at what Aqua's going through, I feel like that's exactly how she needs to be. It's, it's cool to see Willa who... She's done so much since Birth by Sleep, mainly just being an arrow and just dominating in five seasons of that. Seeing how much she's grown as an actress and applying that to her voice work, I I absolutely loved her. And seeing everyone else return in their roles is great. So I feel like voice acting as a whole was great. My one problem with voice acting was Kyrie's new voice actress, who's... I'm sorry, Allison Stoner, who was the voice of Shion in Dream Drop Distance, I just don't feel like it matches Kyrie at all. Kyrie's voice acting is a very small point of point eight. Wow, I'm sorry, point two. All the decimals are starting to mess with my brain. But I'm hoping, and it will be incredibly jarring if it is this way, but I would personally prefer it. I hope they go back to Hayden Pataner for three for Kyrie because that's her iconic voice I'm hoping there was the schedules and costs and everything and they just didn't want to pay her for the very small amount of lines if it isn't you know we'll, we'll deal with it but I feel like the new voice did definitely did not fit her as well everyone else's voice and everyone returning it, it's great it's perfect and again special props Willa Holland blew it out of the park all right so let's start wrapping up things here because it's starting to get a little long for just a, a basic game review Kingdom Hearts Point Two was a lot of fun. I incredibly enjoyed it and dove so hard into it. It was it was a lot of fun to get to dive that deep, that deep dive. Now it's a Kingdom Hearts reference. Get to dive this deep into a Kingdom Hearts game again and explore every single aspect of it. So I personally loved this game. I was I'm very excited to see where the franchise goes from here because this was a, a tech demo for three. We're going to see some systems implemented on and enhanced before we actually get to 3, but the groundwork for how the game is going to play in 3 now is set with this, and I'm very excited. We're going to see stuff implemented more, like abilities weren't really in the game at all. That's going to be fleshed out, and flow motion was kind of there, but we do know it's going to play a bigger part. Um, We do know that keyblade transformations and forms and all that kind of stuff is going to play a bigger role, and that's going to be really cool. One thing I didn't talk before right now is limits. There's only one in the game, and it's with Mickey. I don't even know if you call it a limit now because it almost feels more like a command style. So it's it's weird and it's cool. It also has some underlying stuff of D-Links, and there's there's so many like crazy weird stuff in the Kingdom Hearts combat styles. But I'm very excited to see where the combat in three goes from here because I'm personally I'm on board. You know, you take what you just implemented in point two. And you grow on it. And that's I feel like that's exactly what they're going to do now. People complaining about the length. I feel like they're they're just wanting more. And I can appreciate that. But I feel like the length of this game is not an issue. Again, I put 25 hours into it after replaying through the game a couple times. And going through all the objectives. Which are basically just in-game trophies for doing stuff like 
killing this many enemies or killing an enemy this way or killing a boss this way, killing a boss without taking damage or just straight up playing the game on this difficulty or without dying. So going through all of those, there were 50 of them. That took me some time. There's definitely some much more difficult ones and sometimes they take a lot of time. So if you play every single part of this game and dive into it, there is definitely some length and I feel like that is not the issue here. So if you're invested in the Kingdom of Hearts franchise, you, you obviously need to buy 2.8 just for this. There is a lot of cool story stuff in it and how that kind of ties into 3 and how that ties into the greater Kingdom Hearts franchise. Um, that is, it's a big deal. It's, it's huge. And how much fun I had while playing it was, was great. Now, I do want to take a moment here to talk about some of the spoilers of the game. So if this is where you're turning this off to avoid the spoilers... That's fine, and thank you for listening. You've pretty much gotten all my full thoughts of the game at this point. You should definitely play it if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan. This is not the best place to jump into the franchise if you need to do that. I would definitely wait until the end of March when the 1.5 plus 2.5 collection comes out. Play through 1.5, play through 2.5, and then you can play through 2.8. Get you all set up for 3. So... If you're avoiding spoilers, thank you for listening. Be sure to check out geekdomination.net for all of our content. And we're going to start some spoilers in 3, 2, 1. Now, the moment that I realized that we were at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1 and dealing with the events of that, I was freaking out. It was so cool to see what part in that that Aqua played. Getting to see young Riku and getting to see Mickey get Kingdom Kingdom Key D for the first time. That was super cool. And it was pretty surreal getting to see aqua was there from the beginning and i know a lot of people are going to say like oh they just didn't think of this yet but i feel like the the designers around kingdom hearts they actually know what they're doing in some crazy surreal messed up master plan but it was super cool to see aqua there from the beginning i know a lot of people are saying like this is a big plot hole basically saying that Mickey's memories are super inconsistent, and I was one of the ones who said that before this game came out, but seeing, like, Mickey's reasoning now, like, not talking about Aqua and Ven and Terra, basically, Yen said forbidding him because they didn't want Sora and Riku to go crazy and go off and try to save them and do something reckless, I think that's a pretty good explanation. It's still, I feel like it's one of the weaker plot points in the entire series, but I feel like it's not that big of a deal as people are making it, so this, the story as a whole, once you realize that it's happening at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1 fantastic the only other thing i wanted to talk about in regards to spoilers is the boss roulette slash boss rush thing that ends with um the super boss fight of the game which is another fight against phantom aqua now i know a lot of people were like oh this fight is so hard but i absolutely loved it i almost beat that fight on the day that it came out I beat it the next day just because of time constraints and being exhausted. I think I tried for like four hours the day that came out. But it makes me so happy to see us return to this style of boss that we saw in Kingdom Hearts 2 with the data org fights and lingering sentiment and that kind of stuff. Seeing like a fight that it really, really helps you to learn the fight. And once you learn how you can much you can manipulate the fight and how much you can punish your, your opponents just once you know how much you can do and basically trusting yourself to make these moves i absolutely loved it it was hard as hell i haven't beat the fight on crit yet but i plan on doing it soon and it was just so much fun to me i like the data org fights in two were one of my favorite things in the entire series it's the absolute balls to the wall difficulty of them and getting 
seeing a return to form with those is absolutely fantastic. And the fight isn't really that hard once you learn it, but once you when you pick it up for the first time, it's it's definitely a little intimidating. But once you learn it, once you beat it a couple times, I can almost one-shot that fight every single time now. I have not had a fight in Kingdom Hearts be that hard and that satisfying for me to complete since um, Unknown and Birth by Sleep. So I absolutely love that fight. It got me so hyped for super bosses in Kingdom Hearts 3 and what kind of crazy stuff they're going to throw at us there. But with that, I think I've rambled about this game for quite long enough. If you've made it this far, thank you for sticking through it and thank you for letting me gush about this game. I absolutely loved it. It has me so much more hyped for Kingdom Hearts 3 now that I got to play through the game and experience every single part of it and see exactly what direction they were going to take the game in Kingdom Hearts 3. So I'm very happy that I got this time to finally sit down and record this. I'm sorry it took a little bit longer than I was expecting. A lot of people were expecting, but again, real life has its ways and having the time to finally sit down and do this. It's taken me a little bit of time and I was hoping to be a little bit farther in 3D before I did this, but I've kind of just had to bite the bullet and say you know what let's just let's just do it so thank you guys for listening on my review of kingdom hearts hd 2.8 the final chapter prologue that's 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 it that's all i got be sure to stay tuned for more episodes of quest complete this is a monthly upload show that might change in the future but stay tuned i'll let you guys know for sure if it does be sure to check out our website at geekdomination.net where we have all of our content our podcasts our reviews, everything like that. I know we're in the process of launching a couple new shows. Zane and John Luke just put up the pilot for their newest show, Back Issue. So that's a lot of fun. Be sure to check that out if you have any interest in comics and comic book movies and that kind of stuff. Be sure to check out all of our socials, which again, if you're on our website, those will be linked down below. And thank you guys for listening. Go play some Kingdom Hearts. Be sure to comment below what your favorite part of Kingdom Hearts 2.8 was. And, and that's it. I've been rambling for way too long. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great evening slash day slash afternoon slash lunch, whatever you're watching slash listening this at. Bye.